0: To another episode of Find Your Way with your host Q and on this episode, we're going to be focusing on the benefits and also the struggles that people go through learning emotional intelligence. If you're ready, let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host Q John. And I hope, I really, really hope that you're having a fantastic time because. I am. I am having a good time, although my running is getting a little bit off nowadays. And I think it's because, one more time, the importance of emotions, right? So, before I used to, when I was running uh, the last few years, I was running a lot with friends. But all of a sudden, my friends, you know, got uh, different kinds of responsibilities, such as, you know, kids or moving. Due to business related stuff, so I haven't been able to run with friends lately, and that actually you know has a huge huge punch into the motivation part of running well i've been I've been doing it it's not the same, you know it's a little bit more like I have to do it. So I basically just run because I want to eat a lot of delicious food but that also that's also not okay for my health. I know, I know I'm not 25 anymore and I need to be, you know, taking care or taking better care of my my health on that matter. Anyway, how are you? I'm hope I'm I really really hope that you are doing okay. So, for this episode, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the benefits and the struggle and the struggles because oh boy, There are a lot of struggles, Uh, and some of them, when I was doing my research, they did not mention this kind of struggle, so I'm going to put a little bit of an extra uh, for that, and yeah, we'll talk about them as soon as we go through all of this. So, moving on, we're going to be exploring the benefits of nurturing emotional intelligence in ourselves, our students, and in, in basically everyone, and also the potential struggles that we might encounter. So research constantly shows that we, you know, with a well-developed emotional intelligence, are more likely to exhibit empathetic behavior, uh, demonstrate effective conflict resolution skills, and have a positive impact on basically everything that we do, right? And if we're talking about students, basically classroom dynamics. So I'm sure you've been there in, you know, where you work, there's this person that just looks that they can do everything, you know? They handle well, they go well, like they handle stress well, they they handle pressure very well. Maybe we don't see what they do privately, but at least... The workplace, they don't do anything that we do. And we respect that a lot. However, we are unable to go to that person and just say, Hey, I praise you because you're really good at doing this or that. Am I right? Okay. So these skills are not only vital in our current academic, you know, journey or whatever that you're learning, but also lay the groundwork for success in future relationships and careers. And the thing is, it doesn't really matter how old you are. I do, or we are, but I, I really recommend that we start this new emotional intelligence journey all together so we can become a, a better version of ourselves. At the same time, though, it is important to acknowledge that implementing strategies for emotional intelligence development can pose quite a few challenges. So we're going to delve into some of these challenges first and then discuss the potential ways to overcome them. For the challenges, I, I found uh, five in my research that are the most important ones, plus the one that nobody mentioned. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about five in this episode. This episode, hopefully it's a little bit shorter than the other one. So well, I don't know if you really enjoy the long episodes. If you do, please let me know so I can keep, keep them in the same you know range. But anyway, challenge number one is for sure, we've talked about this before, time constraints. So one of the most common challenges that we all have, uh, caregivers and educators that we face, is the scarcity of time so because uh, for a teacher's curriculum demands you know testing quizzing assessments formative assessments summative assessments and whatever not, and just packed schedules often leave little room for dedicated emotional intelligence development activities however the frustrating part at least for myself is that our school is an ib school an IB school has a class called PSPE that all kids should have twice a week. PSPE means personal, social, and physical uh, development, education, basically, right? But mostly what a lot of people do is just go to the playground and play, whereas, well, yes, they are implementing the physical side. There's not a lot of, like, uh, social and emotional uh, practices for that class, Okay. So if creativity is not something that is your forte and emotions are not something that are good for you, then take it as a self-reflection. Okay, but I'm talking about then one more time, not my situation, just your situation in the sense of do you have time to practice this as a busy parent or a teacher in your school? So integrating emotional intelligence activities into existing subjects or lessons can be a strategic approach so for instance during a literature class or social class discuss characters emotions and motivations so fostering empathy and emotional understanding let's remember as well that even dedicating a few minutes a week to emotional intelligence activities can yield significant results over time if you're a parent having the story time before bed or even before dinner, after dinner, instead of letting them play YouTube or Instagram, Minecraft, and all of these new games that they they are playing, having a one-on-one time with them is very important. So that's why the challenge is time constraints. Teachers, if you are struggling with this, do that. Integrate emotional intelligence into... Classes such as literature class, story time, you can build during English time, you can have like story time, math as well, you can make up stories. There's always something to do uh, about this. Okay, challenge number two, which is I think maybe just maybe might be the one that a lot of teachers uh, complain about. Because is lack of training. And I do agree, there's a huge lack of training in emotional intelligence or social and emotional practices. At the same time, there's a lot of stuff nowadays online. And usually when people see something that, you know, looks good, they're going to embrace that and use it and kind of take it as their religion, which is not okay. Like I mentioned to you before, there's something called zones of regulation and while i understand the premise of zones of regulation you know having four different colors and make try and make the little ones identifying those emotions and, and labeling them and categorize them it doesn't work that way so for example red you know they put anger and anxiety whereas i would put uncontrollable energy there as well you know and there are times you that it's okay for you to be that way, but the way that zones of regulations are being taught is that you don't want to be in the red zone, you want to be in the green zone because the green zone is the good zone. That's one thing that I, I'm not, I, I don't agree with, okay? And that's a big challenge. How can we teach other instructors the proper way of using zones of regulation because everyone has their own way? You know, and having them understand that emotions are is not something about positive and negative it's something that you go through, that you feel. Right. So this is another hurdle that many, not only educations, but also caregivers, parents and people who who are not in the field of education. I can't even fathom how difficult it is for so many parents out there who don't understand anything about emotions because you don't talk about it. You don't think about it. And basically, yeah, 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 it's hard. So this is another hurdle uh, that we all face is lack of training in emotional intelligence techniques and strategies. So teaching an emotional intelligence effectively requires a certain level of, you know, familiarity with the subject. So one one good solution would be to have professional development workshops and courses on emotional intelligence can equip educators with the knowledge and tools they need collaborative efforts with schools where experienced teachers mentor others can also facilitate you know knowledge sharing and skill development and the thing is i'm not just talking about one course okay everyone go for it and then yeah we're done you know that's basically what happens and you have that course you have that sessions for for a day or two you go back to work and you just go back to your normal self the thing is did it resonate with you or not are you seeing the benefits that this can produce to your kids when i mean kids it can be your students or your own personal kids or even yourself you know can you see the positive in this challenge number 3 students are different you know people are different so every person is unique and their emotional development journey is different for everyone. So addressing diverse needs of students and, and your kids within a household or a classroom can be very, very difficult. So I can completely 100% understand that. So differentiation is key here, but understanding differentiation as well is key here. You know, So tailoring emotional intelligence activities To suit individual learning styles and development, you know, and preferences as well. So, regular feedback and communication with your own students can help us, or your kids can help us, you know, understand or measure their emotional needs and adjust, you know, strategies accordingly. Challenge four is going to be resistance. And discomfort. So sometimes students and your kids might feel uncomfortable or resistant when addressing emotions directly. It can be cultural factors, personal biases, uh, not being familiar with the topic can contribute to this challenge quite a lot. And the thing is, if this is your own son or daughter It can be something to self-reflect with your uh, partner. You know, are you talking about, are you setting an example of how to talk about your emotions at home? Or is this just your expectation, even though you never practice it with them? One solution could be create a safe and non-judgmental environment where open discussions about anything, absolutely anything, are encouraged. Starting with relatable scenarios or stories can help ease into the topic. So showing vulnerability, you know, as a parent, as a partner, as an educator, can also set a positive example and encourage others to share their thoughts and feelings. This is something that I do almost always in my class when i want someone to share something embarrassing i go first you know because usually children doesn't matter what age you know they see adults and they see them you know as they set the rules i have to listen to them even though i don't want to but that's something that happens right but if you can show that you also make mistakes you also fall down You can also laugh about your own mistakes. They will consider that and be like, wow, I don't have to be that serious. It's not that important. And they'll share and they'll open. And once you open that vulnerability door, it's just going to be way better. The last challenge would be be in limited resources. And limited resources, both in terms of materials and external support, can hinder the implementation of emotional intelligence strategies is your partner you know feels the same way about emotional intelligence if they don't how can you how can you build you know common grounds with your partner in your in your school is it okay to talk about these kind of topics if not how can you encourage the principal or others to start talking about these kind of topics so fortunately fortunately Numerous free and low-cost resources are available online now, but you also have to be careful about those. So website videos and lesson plans can provide inspiration and guidance. Collaborate with fellow educators or collaborate with your partner or family members and so to share ideas, materials, and experiences to collectively overcome resource uh, limitations. It's not that difficult, but the most difficult thing is, you know, trying and being open to it so those are the five challenges that I found throughout my research however there's one more and I think this is basically the most important one when I spoke about limited resources I mentioned it before here and there in one of these um, uh, challenges is people not wanting to do it and I've heard some people not wanting to do this because they don't think it's important. And I've met, you know, during my private, se- uh, private sessions and all. I've met kids who go to school from 8 till like 3.30. And then from 4.30 until 10, they go to extracurricular classes. Uh, or what they call uh, Juku. And they basically what they do is just learn more about what they're learning at school. But also learning things for so they can take a test for middle school. And like I still remember, like, this girl was, I think, 11 already, and she was going, like, all weekend, the entire weekend, from morning till night, she was going to Jugu. But I'm not saying that this is wrong. I'm just saying that they prioritize, you know, data and information learning rather than self-awareness and... You know, all of these other things. But this is for parents, right? I think for parents it's fine because they're not educators. But I've met a bunch of educators who don't want to talk about anything related to emotional awareness. And the thing is, sometimes I do it, but then they move up, they go to someone else. And if this other teacher doesn't do it, then basically they're going to forget. Kids aren't like that. They're sponges, like I said before. They learn very quickly, but they forget at the same rate, at the same speed. Or maybe, maybe even faster. Maybe even faster. Right? So this is something that all of us have to come in together and decide to do it. Otherwise, it's not going to work. That is one extra challenge that I found about implementing, you know, uh emotional intelligence strategies here at you know here in Japan or at school and I'm sure like the, the the why why variety that I met uh of parents who yeah they don't really care about this these kind of things. Anyway that that will be it for this episode Thank you, thank you so much again. I'm having a lot of fun. This is part three and we will have one more, one more part involving emotional intelligence. So hopefully you enjoyed it as well. So see you next time and goodbye. Hello, hello, and thank you again for another wonderful video. On this next episode, we're going to be talking about real-world success stories that I think you're all going to enjoy. So this is going to be a short, a short, short uh, podcast, but I hope that you enjoy it as well. And see you next time. Goodbye.